0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. How many Americans in Afghanistan? The U.S. government doesn't actually know the precise answer to that question. COVID cases jam ICUs. We're in the fight of our lives again. Search for the missing in North Carolina. We're real nervous and we're reaching out to all of our family and friends. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. A crush of people and gunfire outside the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan. Desperation as many fear the ruling Taliban will crack down once the last American is out of the country. CBS's Roxana Saberi. The main route out of Afghanistan remains a scene of despair. Families so worried for the future, they're handing their children to U.S. troops while thousands push, wait, and long for a flight to freedom. So finally, I'm getting to the airport. Amin Mahmoudi, a former translator for the U.S. military, filmed his attempts earlier this week. Now the Taliban are back in power, he says he's in more danger than ever they will kill me and they will behead me. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told CBS's Nora O'Donnell on the evening news that it's hard to get a true sense of how many Americans are still in Afghanistan. We ask every American who comes to Afghanistan to register with the U.S. Embassy. But when people leave, they often don't deregister. And even some who come never register in the first place. As correspondent Cammy McCormick tells us, there's evidence at least some in the Biden administration were aware a sudden government collapse was a possibility. This classified cable on the State Department's dissent channel was dated July 13th, according to the Wall Street Journal, which reports it warned of rapid gains by the Taliban and the collapse of Afghan security forces. It offered ways to speed up the evacuation. Congressman Michael McCall says he wants a full briefing on these cables and any other warnings that President Biden and the Secretary of State may have received about the crisis. In the battle against COVID-19, there's word the pace of hospital admissions for people under 50 is at a new high as more younger people get sick. And intensive care units in some states are full or close to it. Dr. Enrique Lopez is at a hospital in Albany, Georgia. They're suffocating you, and they keep begging you for air. To go from room to room and to see that, you can't help but feel helpless. CBS's David Begno is reporting this morning from Louisiana. Inside of IV drips is a powerful weapon in the fight against COVID-19, monoclonal antibodies, lab-grown proteins that help the body target and eliminate COVID infection. According to Dr. Thomas Gillette, chief medical officer at St. Francis Medical Center in Monroe, Louisiana, they have become the most effective therapy yet. It's done a great job of helping high-risk patients stay out of the hospital. One of those doses went to 42-year-old Scotty Johnson. I just really started feeling good about three or four days ago, probably. I'm like 90% now. While the antibody treatments can be effective, They are not a substitute for vaccines, says CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. Vaccines are the front line, no question about it, to fight a virus in today's world. Starting today in San Francisco, there's a new proof of vaccination requirement for indoor businesses. Tammy Fox runs a fitness studio and is okay with it. Anything that we can do to keep from having to be shut down again. Three vaccinated U.S. senators say they've tested positive for COVID. The latest evidence of breakthrough cases... Angus King and John Hickenlooper say the vaccine made their symptoms less severe. Roger Wicker is the third lawmaker with a positive COVID test. In western North Carolina, two people are known dead. Twenty are missing after this week's punishing floods. Governor Roy Cooper. The search and rescue efforts are are not stopping until we know where people are. Tropical storm Henri is expected to become a hurricane and could pose a threat to New England. CBS News meteorologist Jeff Baradelli. One of our computer models much further west. In fact, a lot of them further west than the actual track from the National Hurricane Center. That means we have to watch anywhere from New York City, but especially east into Long Island and New England. You should have your hurricane plan in place right now if you live in that area. For several hours yesterday, a North Carolina man in a pickup truck caused concern outside the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. CBS's Jeff Pegues says he claimed to have a bomb and unleashed a bizarre live stream on Facebook. Around 2 p.m., when they were trying to deliver a cell phone to him, he surrendered a relief to police. We had information and and evidence of, of what was in the bed of his truck, and there were some things that were concerning. There was no bomb in the truck, but possible bomb-making materials were found. A 38-day standoff in Texas is over. Reporter Chris Fox says most Democrats who fled the state are back, and that means Republicans can push ahead on an election overhaul bill. State House Speaker Dade Phelan welcomed them back with open arms. I appreciate the members who made quorum today. It's time to get back to the business of the people of Texas. Democratic State Rep. Garnett Coleman was one of the three who returned reestablishing the quorum. I pray that we love each other first and that's how change will actually be made. Bad behavior in the air. CBS's Errol Barnett says the TSA indicates it's been costly. The regulator reporting its zero-tolerance policy initiated in January has resulted in more than $1 million in fines between dozens of unruly passengers. Social media videos have shown multiple incidents of passengers fighting each other and flight attendants across the country. And bad behavior on the ground has had consequences in Florida. She's known as Kings Lake Karen, a woman who drives around the neighborhood of that name. Last weekend, she was caught on video. You and- your kids. and starts yelling out of her window that we don't belong in her neighborhood when we're on a public sidewalk. The taunts turn racial. <laughs> the woman in the car was identified as Patricia Schmidt, an elementary school exceptional student specialist in the Collier County, Florida school system. Make that was. The district says she's been fired. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. The FDA is warning Midwestern pet foods that inspections of its plants have turned up health violations, including toxic mold. The company's food may be linked to 130 dog deaths and more than 200 illnesses. One of Rock and Roll's Timeless Acts is re releasing one of its top selling albums. <laughs> The Rolling Stones are celebrating the 40th anniversary of their album, Tattoo You, with a remastered collection that includes nine previously unreleased tracks. The newly remastered album is due out October 22nd and includes songs Hang Fire, Waiting on a Friend, and the opening track Start Me Up. The deluxe formats will also include the albums Lost and Found, Rarities, and the 26-track Still Life, Wembley Stadium, 1982. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Then there's the timeless Barbara Streisand. You light up my life. She's 79 and out with a new album, and it gives her at least one top 20 Billboard album in every decade from the 1960s through the 2020s. The only woman to accomplish that. That's The Roundup, produced by Matt Cherry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.